Welcome to Detox Your Daily Habits, the show where we have raw and vulnerable conversations around spirituality, get real about how messy personal growth is, and bring to light the truths of how hard it is to break through your limiting beliefs in order to trust your higher self. guys welcome back to detox episode five yay, yay. <laughs> yay. we're so excited to be here with y'all again thank you for all your support as always and honestly just thankful we're at five it seems like i don't know it just seems like crazy that we're already on episode five and you know we really appreciate all y'all's feedback especially for this upcoming episode today we are going to talk about shadow exploration inner work and kind of get the behind the scenes because um we had a lot of people talk about this and ask and wonder exactly what it is and how to go about it mm-hmm. and so we kind of wanted to just explore that with you guys a little and um get a little bit of a background on like what yeah, it is and how you. we can explain things to you I first got a message from um, actually a friend of mine, Christelle. Shout out to Christelle. Um, she just asked me, like, what, you know, she enjoyed my podcast, our podcast. I always do that. I'm sorry, Danielle. It's okay. Our podcast. And <laughs> she uh, she was just asking, like, you know, I love listening to you guys, but I don't really understand what inner work is, what shadow work is. Um, can you kind of explain that to me? And it just kind of sparked my inspiration to actually ask all of you if you were kind of confused with that topic as well we asked you about a few topics but you guys mainly voted for the inner work um and then because inner work and shadow work are are very much one in the same and i know we use the the topic of like not wanting to use the word work but i'm going to explain two things to you uh one from Catherine and one from uh katherine zinkina and if you don't already know who I'm talking about, because I've talked about her almost every episode. And the other from Sahara Rose, which she's amazing as well. Definitely look her up if, you, if you'd like. Um, so from I'm going to talk with Catherine. So Catherine talks about how we're not here just to do work and die. We're here to enjoy our lives and find pretty much find peace within. So instead of saying, you know, shadow work, um, the shadow isn't meant to be worked. Like the inner isn't meant to be worked. It's meant to be explored. Hence why we like to call it shadow exploration, inner exploration, instead of using the word work. Now, Sahara Rose put a whole different um, perspective into my mind as, as well. And that's the beauty of spirituality, right? And understanding yourself. It's all about perspective and how, what resonates with you. You take what resonates and leave what don't, what doesn't. And so with Sahara Rose, she talks about how you know, we can see this word work as like, like work, like you got to go to work and it's lame and it's, it sucks and, you know, it's boring and I got to put on this time in. Or you can see it as like, bitch, you better work. <laughs> like Missy Elliott, like. Britney Spears style. For real. What is that song? Put that thing down. Flip it over it. Yeah, okay. So you can say like that, like work. That's exactly the example she gives. So like W-E-R-K or you can see. W-O-R-K. So it's really just whatever perspective you want. You don't have to use the word exploration. Whatever works for you. But you better work it though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, just to give you a little explanation on that. Um, so we're probably going to use those words intertra- interchangeably. So, you know, don't bash us for saying one or the other. It is what it is. We're, we're very, here learning with y'all. Yeah. No, seriously, we had to look up half of the shit that, we, <laughs> that we're about to like explain to you guys today too. That's the beauty of it, you know? We're doing some of the bitch you better work for you guys so that you don't have to go and do it. But um, 
Okay, so we want to talk about first inner exploration and what exactly it is and personal development. Um, I guess I want to give you a background story on how I started this work. And uh, so how I started was, I kind of explained in the first episode was Herbalife. So I first started getting into it through like YouTube videos with like people like Tony Robbins and um, I can't think of um, any more names right now and I hate that. But um, yes, got like Tony Robbins. So pretty much motiv- motivational kind of like... Um, Les Brown. Yeah, I there you go. That's, that's who I was trying to I think of. Thank I was you. like, there was someone else we listened to back then, and it was Les Brown. That was one of the first videos you sent me. It was on a YouTube video okay. from him, and I remember doing it in my old apartment. Yeah. That's the name I was looking for. That's because I, I really liked him. Like, yeah. I really like him still to this day. He just talks about how, like, he literally He's a great grew. speaker. Oh, yeah. Just please go go look yeah. him up. But um, So I started listening to things like him, and then I got into, like, audiobooks, and then I also got into podcasts, and then I got into courses, as we are here now. Mm-hmm. And then um, Danielle, kind of same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dakota started sending me uh, YouTube videos and then podcasts last summer a lot. And I've always been a big reader. So I picked, last summer I really got into more personal development books, self-help books and podcasts and journaling more. Uh, just kind of my own version of what inner work and exploration was. And, you know, and I feel like that's how a lot of people start intuitively. You just kind of pick up on things. The Internet, we're, we're gifted the gift of such a vast amount of information on the internet and being able to really dive into this work without um without having to get financially involved right away yeah yeah that's the beauty of it for sure um and then i wanted to touch on the fact that like um just because it's funny but didn't you like grow your eyes when i initially said yeah <laughs> you know i definitely was you know our ego likes to play a toll on or play a role in these things and resist growth of any kind but you really can get a lot done with just starting Mm, yeah absolutely okay so all this to say like that's how we initially got started but that is what inner work is and inner exploration and you know personal development that's pretty much probably the umbrella term is personal development what you're doing is developing you yourself your abilities your emotions in order to live a healthier and happier life and you know the life you dream of so that you're always at peace with yourself in a sense mm-hmm. and so I kind of want to touch on a little bit of like um like how we create this change within ourselves because of the personal development or inner work or shadow work um and I'm going to start with the hierarchy of change so the hierarchy of change is a pretty much a period a period a pyramid <laughs> whoops <laughs> a pyramid that um has different stages of it of like each portion of the pyramid right so there's like six six going up to the top of the the little point there's actually uh she, i'm pretty sure we have a post on our instagram yeah. after this episode if you want to go check it out and that way you can see for yourself exactly what pyramid she's talking about yeah exactly i think it's like one of the first posts too mm-hmm. so the very bottom bottom row right how we create change is the environment or your results the next one is behavior the next one is capabilities the next one is values and beliefs and the next one is identity then the last one is spirit so pretty much all this to say that 
you know, we go through a lot of our life thinking that in order to create change, we must first change our environment. And I feel like I've talked about this in a different podcast. We have touched on this. Yeah. But really, if you think about it, like, when have you ever stuck with something fully by first creating change outside of you? Probably never. It doesn't really last that way unless you're, you know, you start with it outside and then maybe you really start to dig deeper into why you're doing it. But it really does start within and that's what personal development is. It's it's starting within so that you can live and have the environment and surroundings around you that make you happy within, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in the course I'm taking with Alyssa Nobrega, she also heavily emphasizes in sourcing versus working from the inside out is what she always tells us. Because no matter what, you can even like weight loss is the easiest one to put in an example. Like you can work out all day long, but if you don't work on what's wrong on the inside, you're going to regain that weight. You're going to eat shitty again. You're going to binge. It's just you you got to work from the inside out to fix not to fix, but to grow in ways authentically mm-hmm. and to really get to the root of you. Absolutely. And um, I like that the hierarchy of change states that, you know, from the top, which is normally we're thinking like the first step is environment, but really it's like within the spirit, the spirit of who we are, like the I, the self, um, or like the limit, the limitless nature of who we are, which is spirit. I'm sorry, identity is I am and the self, but it trickles down into each aspect. So once you first start within, then you're going to trickle down into understanding identity, your identity and your beliefs, um, your identity, right? So who am I, like the level of chosen personality, and then it's going to go into values and beliefs, which is um, what we believe and what, what's important to us. And then it's going to go into capabilities. So what skills and knowledge do I have? And then your behavior, which it's going to obviously see in your environment, your actions and your habits, and then your environment and your results, which is like, you know, obviously what we see in reality and what we see in the outside world. So it, it's kind of a beautiful thing that like once you start within, you really get to trickle down into understanding all about you and how you can create that environment that you truly adore in a sense. Yeah. But um, I wanted to touch on the fact that, um, just a side note here, that I feel like whenever I started my journey of like um, getting out of college and trying to understand, you know, what is it specifically that I wanted to do, it was hard for me to find a job and, and be at a point where I knew exactly what I wanted. And, and I'll tell you the truth, every time someone in an interview would ask me, you know, like, what is it that you aim to do like do you aim to have your own business one day like what it like do you want to be in a company do you want to grow with someone I would literally always tell them I don't know because I didn't know at that point and it's okay not to know don't get me wrong you know it'll all come with with time and but once I started doing more of this work I understood my values and my beliefs and what I really loved and who I was and started um making my behaviors towards who I wanted to be and you know now more of my environment is is what I want you know not all of it but it a lot of it is yeah same here uh before doing any of this I definitely had um no clue or it couldn't even wrap my head around even who I was as a person I would just all these different personas I picked up along the way that weren't even truly me I found myself doing 
all these things that I had to sit back and literally ask myself, like, do I even like this? Do I even like these people I'm hanging out with? Mm -hmm. Do I even like, or am I just going with the flow too hard because I literally have no idea who I am as a person, just who I have projected to be for people to like me or for me to fit in, in a sense. And I think that's, I know that's the point of doing inner work is to really get down to who you are without all the personalities we pick up along the way. Mm-hmm. With all the in, without all the influences we pick up along the way in society and our family and our friends on TV, wherever. It's about doing the the inner exploration, the understanding of who you are. So um, I want to touch on what the conscious and the subconscious is really quick. And I know I've talked about a little bit of, about this as well. But your conscious, your conscious, your conscious, yeah. Right? Yeah, conscious. Okay, your conscious is 5% the influence over your reality. So pretty much everything that we see in reality is like from our conscious. That's where we live most of the time. But our subconscious is 95% influence over reality. So we actually don't know, you know, we actually don't know what we don't know in a sense. Yeah, just straight up. <laughs> and um, your subconscious is actually everything that that is kind of portrayed into reality but we're only we only understand it five percent if that makes sense so you think you're conscious of everything that you're doing but really 95 percent of where you act upon and what you're doing in your outside world is really within your behaviors your patterns the way you respond to people your emotions all of that is basically 95 percent controlled without you knowing with that yeah exactly without you to put it into like layman's terms like without you even realizing it 95 percent of your day is basically robotic yeah and how you were programmed as a child by the way so most of this programming is done at age seven um before age seven sometimes a little a little longer but it's pretty much age age seven so pretty much we're walking around children we're all of us Unhealed. we're all children walking around yeah. Well, just yeah no it's it's kind of a crazy concept but and that's why we do this work right because then we would just be continuously be a seven-year-old kid who didn't get the things that they wanted when they were younger and we're acting out based on you know things that we have unhealed within ourselves, and that is kind of where shadow work comes in yeah and the whole blanket of inner work and shadow work and doing personal development and growing is because this helps you claim projections that you put onto others and realize that life is a mirror just showing you different parts of you that need to be seen heard accepted loved loved, and all out of compassion non-judgment and then once you're able to integrate all these parts of yourself in a like non-judgmental box of love and compassion that's when you can make change and live as your whole authentic self like completely you but this work doesn't end it doesn't, and uh, it's an ongoing, you'll be healing and growing and learning from yourself and your shadows and the inner work that needs to be done for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, it's not like a one and done thing. It's definitely, you're gonna, it's a, it's a process. It's a journey. It's yeah. a never ending journey. It's your life. I was, uh, I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but she was talking about how she had been doing this work for 10 years already and just found a new shadow and just found a new thing that mm-hmm. she hadn't even recognized in herself before. And like, that's how it goes. That's just... So be easy on yourself. Take it with grace grace and compassion because it does take time and it takes a lot of different scenarios. Life will show you what needs to be healed and seen. 
along the way. So it's not going to happen overnight just because you start doing this work, just to preface that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just to like elaborate on what shadow work is, it, it is still personal development, still inner work. But the shadow work is more of the darker side, the things that come, it actually stems from the ego. So it's the parts of us that like are, we want to throw into a closet because like we don't like those parts of us. It's just like, explain the definition that you have. So the definition I have, I got off of from Carl Jung and the shadow was first brought into the Western world by a psychologist, Carl Jung. He describes it as the unconscious and disowned parts of our personalities that the ego fails to see, acknowledge and accept. It is any aspect of ourselves that is not exposed to the light of our consciousness. Mm-hmm. So pretty much um, um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it shadows are basically like they're situations that are built up over time where we and they were like something that happened when we were kids or you know in high school things that we felt were unaccepted or that we must hide like a piece of us that we felt like neglected on or that we were told i don't know like whenever you're a kid and you're being loud and you're told to be quiet and sit down boom there's a piece of you that's like oh well when i'm when I'm myself and loud and like, uh, that's obnoxious. People don't like that. I better hide that. Better put that away for no one to ever find or see again. And that's basically how that you develop these shadows all over. Which, which is sad because those parts of us are us, but we push them down so much because of all the experiences we have when we're little that we're not living our true authentic self. We're living a reflection of, of everyone else in a sense because we pick up from what's right quote unquote right right and wrong but from what's right and what's wrong and when i do something wrong oh they don't like when i'm loud i'm gonna shut it down oh they like when i get good grades i'm gonna keep doing this even though i don't know what the fuck i'm doing hence why i talked about in my last episode that i felt copying was the right thing to do because that's when i would get you know uh, not pleasure like what is it called like um appraisal like i would get um good things when I would fucking get good grades and so I continued to do that in a sense of like okay I'm not learning but as long as I get good grades then I'm a good student I'm a good daughter I'm a good um I don't know girlfriend or whatever right I'm all this good things and so I continued to do something that wasn't even me yeah exactly and that's how that's how we create these things and then once uh, Alyssa Nabrego, that's the Institute for Coaching Mastery course I'm in. She she explains as, as such. We split our personalities into parts that fit in and belong, rejecting aspects of ourselves that we fear others wouldn't like. When we deny, repress, or disown these parts of ourselves, they don't go away. We're just no longer conscious of them, so we have to project them outside to see them. This creates a split between our conscious and subconscious awareness. And I always like the way she explained it because... It, it is. It's like we are just taking these pieces that fit in and using those and then rejecting the parts of ourselves that we feel other people don't like. Mm-hmm. And that creates, like Dakota was saying, a personality that's not even really us. It's just an, an authentic a projection. Life. Yeah, yeah, a projection of what we think people will like. So you could think without, without doing any of this, this work, right? You could think you're living this authentic life when truly, if you haven't done any of this work, you're not living an authentic life at all. You're living everyone else's. You're living all the things that got you appraisal. Appraisal was the word I was looking for. Appraisal when you were younger. Um, I want to touch on how Carl Jung, he talks about like um, when these aspects of us are 
related to or labeled bad, um, we tend to reject them. And so we, we see it as like a storage closet, but you can't throw things away as a person. So like, it's just shoved back into like your brain in a sense, you know, like your subconscious is that closet. So it's shoved back in there. So it's like, Oh no, I don't have to worry about this when truly you're actually living it outward, outwardly. Yeah. Outwardly. Yeah. And, um, Manifestation Mage, she talks about how your shadow self is projected outward, whether you can see it or not. And we can always see everyone else's shadows, but hardly ever our own. We see everyone outside of ourself through the lens of our own shadow. That shit blew my mind. I was like, okay, yeah. so I'm seeing all the shitty things that you that you do, and I'm seeing it as like, oh my gosh, I don't want anything to do with that person. But truthfully, it's my own shadow, and I'm seeing it within you. It's like it's all projections and mirrors and all of the. If we will, we will eventually go over all the laws because I feel like that's very important yeah, to understand. Definitely, but, but it's all within the law of of mirrors, right? So you're you're always seeing yourself on the other side and also goes hand in hand with the law of polarity. So the law of polarity states that um, you can't have the good without the bad, right? You can't have the sun without the moon or the night without the day. It's always equal and opposite. You can't have the light without the shadow. Yeah, exactly. You can't have the inner without the shadow. Yeah, you can't have like, not inner, but you know, light and dark. You have to have one and the other. And she talks about how it's on a spectrum, like that's all on a spectrum but within within the spectrum is also the law of mirrors so it's like i see the spectrum of you know maybe me and danielle are complete opposites but then you see the mirror where it's like oh we're not complete opposites we're actually just reflecting off of each other so it's all kind of a mind fuck but when you understand that the things you see in others is really what you have within you then you start to understand that these things that trigger you are the things that actually still need to be healed and this is that shadow work that you need to be doing yes your shadows present themselves in your reality and uh, there's another carl young quote for young quote that says issues not resolved on the subtle inner level must be played out more dramatically in our outer world to get our attention so if someone's triggering you or there's something that's really like emotionally you're like especially if you see someone and you're like man that guy annoys me for no reason or something like <laughs> something along those lines there's something about that person that in that your shadow's trying to yeah no that's something you need to deal with that is something you that is on you that's your projection and that's why we need to own these projections and learn to take them in and learn from them. Like next time you're triggered by someone, be like, okay, what do, what am I doing? That It's either exactly what that person does just on a subtle level that I don't see or something along those lines. Like that projection is meant for you to heal within you, not to be like that person does this, this and that. No, what are you doing that is that that's only you can trigger yourself. Yeah. You think you're just, it. It's just like triggers it for you. These triggers are all for you, baby. Yeah. So anytime <laughs> someone's annoying you, you don't like someone, definitely, it might not be exactly what they're doing that you do, but it's definitely a variation of it. Yes. So, you know, it might not be the fact that they are just loud and obnoxious, but it could be that they want a love and attention. Yeah, dude. The ego wants to blame everybody else for our own projections and our own shit. And that's, we have to own these things inside of us and accept them. Once you can own it, accept it, and love it, because it's all a part of you. It's not about judging it or wanting to fix it. It's about integrating it and being like, okay, I see this. I have space for this. I'm, how, how can I work with this? 
Mm-hmm. How can I? And once you accept, once you accept it, y'all, it makes it so much easier. You might see someone be like, "Ooh, I'm no longer emotionally triggered by that person," but you, you're still aware of it. And acceptance mm-hmm. isn't mean that you're saying that this is okay or that anything. You know, we're allowed to grow and want change for ourselves. But it's understanding that, you know, that. It, it's something that they have to work through. It's something that you still have to work through if it's still triggering you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a exactly what all this is, right? It's a calm peace within. Like, to the point of, like, you don't even have to react on that thing. You're just like, oh, it is what it is. Yeah, and a fair example, to be transparent here, I, I for a long time, have turned my stressful days, especially being in the service industry, I would drink all the time. I would get off of work and instantly grab a drink to cure my frustrations and be the end all be all like just get drunk and so after doing some of this work here lately and trying to not drink to hide my emotions I would find whenever my boyfriend would come home from work and he would grab a beer after a long day I would instantly be triggered I'd instantly be like what the fuck is he drinking he shouldn't be drinking to cure as much he shouldn't be do- he shouldn't be doing all of this stuff and then I did really sit back and like I had a coach actually ask me like what would be different if he didn't come home and grab a beer? Y'all, I was fucking shook. I didn't even have an answer. I didn't even know what to say because oh, I, was, I was like, oh. And then we had we had to do this whole projection work because it wasn't him I was mad at. It wasn't him that had the issue. It was me. And it was the fact that I wanted to do that. I annoy myself when I come home and grab a drink to end my stress. So like... That right there was the whole, that was my shadow. That was my, (laughs) that was my learning lesson. Like he, I'm not being triggered by him. That's a part of me that still needs to be healed. That's a part of me that still needs to do work. work. (laughs) Um, it's funny you say that. It just reminds me of like, um, I am pretty sure it was Catherine, but she just talks about how like, or maybe it was one of the books. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but it's just about the fact that, you know, none of these all of the emotions that we have within come from within. Like, the, the people outside of you don't turn something in your body and make you feel that emotion. It's you yourself. <laughs> you're triggering yourself. You're looping that thought. You're looping that thing. You're following those thoughts that sh- that could be let go. And, you know, that is why we do this freaking that you better work. Because if you don't, then you're living a life full on of reaction. And it's not the life you you want to be living on. Like, 90% of your life is you based off of reactions. Like, 5% is like, I was just reading this, 5% is like, what happens to you? And 95%, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah, 95% is like how you react. So that's exactly the conscious and the subconscious um, mind. And I just wanted to clarify because this was very confusing for me in the beginning. I'm like, okay, so the ego, we got the ego, we got the shadow, we got the inner child, which is a whole nother thing too. Um, I'm like, so what? I'm confused. What is what? And this is how Catherine explains it. She explains it as the ego, right? See the ego at the top of the pyramid, at the top of the triangle. And then on the side, you have, um, like, underneath the umbrella, right, you have uh, the shadow. And on the other side of the umbrella, you have the, the inner child. So the inner child is also another portion within all of these, um, all of this inner exploration that you have to do. Um, but I want to go back really quick to the ego, which the ego actually uses it like the, the ego uses the shadow and the inner child. Like that's their favorite tool. That's its favorite tool to use is the, I think it's actually just the shadow that it likes to use, but it uses it because, um, 
all things that don't equal love and acceptance um, in our lives then gets thrown into the shadow. So like we've kind of already explained that. So it's actually really convenient for the ego because it wants to protect it wants to protect everything, right? So anything that isn't accepted by your family, society, you know, friends, whatever, it gets seen as, you know, this is just shadow. I'm going to shove it in there. It's not something I want to look at anymore. It Because it's scary, because it's uncomfortable, because this isn't accepted and loved by the people around me. And so that's why I'm going to just shove it up and put it in the back. And the ego will change anything in order to have this love and acceptance. It's always going to want to change for honestly for everyone else so it really it is important to do this inner exploration because if you don't then you're just living a life based off of everyone around you yeah and you can heal from a place of acceptance and accepting is it needs us to accept these parts of ourselves and we have to give ourselves permission to accept the loud parts of us the the shadows that we own like once you're able to do that then it doesn't become such a big problem anymore because it's just a piece of you it's just a part of you there's nothing wrong good or bad about these things it's just it is what it is yeah we are what we are yeah there like she also talks about like there is no good and bad right because if you see all of this as a spectrum of like you know like light and dark or whatever on one side is always the opposite you understand that there's no longer like right and wrong it just we should all be seeing everything as a whole because what you have within you is what I have within me and we're all connected to God we're all connected to source we're just living out we're different deviations of source living out our human experience so it's important to understand that we are all one and the law of divine oneness states that we all are interconnected right we're all portions of source and so you kind of like go back to this portion of like I this isn't good or bad because you know like this is this is me too we are all the same the same thing we're all together we are all one <clears throat> sorry i'm just freaking coughing <laughs> but um uh, uh yeah so she says like um this one source everything we have outside we have within which is the law of mirrors okay yeah so then it just like everything we have with outside is what we have within the law of mirrors i really want to go over all the laws we got to do that next but um she also talks about how the ego and the shadow are very much hand in hand right i just talked about that but it's the same thing with the shadow you're turning up and down the knob and the dial i think i talked about this in another episode mm-hmm. anytime you feel that um something is wrong or right quote unquote right in your life or how you get love and acceptance and this is actually how we create our personalities is by the rejection that we feel within everybody else or like we feel within ourselves from everybody else uh, we uh, abandon our true authentic selves. We then live through the ego, caring about what everyone else sees around us rather than who we truly are. Um, and then we just must remember we are we have all aspects, but by doing shadow work, we can tune into understanding who we truly are. So again, just the same thing we've kind of been saying. I'm reading off of my some of my notes, guys. But um, I kind of want to go... Did you want to talk about the inner child a little bit? We can. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, the inner child is, I just want to explain this because this is, this is what was most confusing to me. I'm like, what, it, what is what? So the shadow wants to be seen, heard, and loved, and accepted, but the inner child wants you to meet them, wants you to meet them, love them, and take care of them. 
So they're more so looking for you as your adult self to love them as, as who you are. And your inner child is exactly what it is. It's your, your inner you, your inner child. It's you, you know, below seven and below. It's all the things that still need to be healed. It's just another portion of that inner exploration, shadow exploration, ego. We can do a whole thing on that. There's a lot of tools that can be used to going into inner child healing, which is something we all have to do. Not have to. We should. We all want to do in it, in our healing journeys, because it's such a big part of being whole. I mean, a lot of us, big or small, you weren't really getting away from childhood trauma of some sort, and all the shadows. We all have shadows. We all have an inner child work that needs to be wants to be done. We all have some an inner child inside of us looking to be held and protected again. And or maybe it never was. Some people yeah. never had that. And so it's up to us as adults to literally go back in there and talk to your inner child, just like you would naming your ego, going in there and really sitting with yourself and asking your inner child what it needs, where it needs to be protected, where it needs to be held again. Mm-hmm. Your intuition, your body will tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you like sit with yourself and talk to yourself and ask questions to yourself out loud maybe like hands over heart kind of situation that's exactly what i did actually yeah the hand over the heart is a good one mm-hmm. but also just to prefix just to like side note all of this work is it, it can get pretty deep yeah and depending on who you are it it might be beneficial to actually get professional help with some of these things to talk to therapists psych hypnotherapy professional coaches that can hold space for this friends family you want a support group when you're doing this kind of inner healing you want a support group friends you're comfortable with family you're comfortable with people that can hold space for you when you need because it it can be it can be really fucking hard and it can be very traumatic to relive some of these things to write about some of these things to get into certain shadows and find certain perspectives that you didn't even realize you had. I know there were parts of, I had to put some of this work down at one point and like, it was really rough for me to do some of the inner child healing because of my childhood and how I grew up. And it was extremely um, emotional. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have people like Dakota, my boyfriend to talk to and the coaches in some of my, my program to run some of this back on, like it would have been very difficult. So make sure you honor the fact that this well, this work can be kind of difficult and emotional. And if you need professional help or support, do not hesitate to get it. And do not hesitate to reach out to people you're, you feel safe with and do this in a safe space. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you want to reach out to us, we are here to hear yes, you. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. But I will let you know that, you know, I'm not... We are both not like trained fully to be, you know, the person to. If you need, if you need a professional therapist, get a professional therapist, and don't don't feel bad about it if you do. I think there's a lot of us there, even Dakota and I, who use all of the above at once. You know, like there will be times when you might need to seek extra help, and there'll be times when a, a really good friend who can hold space for you be careful who you share this information with mm-hmm. make sure it is a trustworthy person because this is deeply personal work and it is it can be a lot not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that there are times when it can be a little too much and you want you want a, a system in place to help you through that mm-hmm. um I, we um, we're kind of going all over the place a little bit with the inner work. We will talk more about inner child. I think on a different episode because 
it's important. And it's, it's, a, it's a little hard to grasp it with a yeah, little bit. It's kind of hard to understand unless we're going into full detail. But I want to go back into the shadow and, like, how it shows up for you. So, like, say if you're like, okay, I don't know what my portions of my shadows are still. Because I've had a wake-up call these past couple weeks. I'm not going to lie. I thought I was good. I thought I, <laughs> I thought I had it all together. Hung out with my family. Hung out with some other people. And hung out with myself. And she is... She's... She needs work. <laughs> Me pulling out all these quotes. I just told Dakota this quote for uh, that her situation over the weekend, and it was by uh, I don't want to butcher it. Ram Das, Ram Das. Uh, so, I think it is Ram Das. I think it's Ram Das, but y'all don't don't come for me okay it but the quote was if you think you're enlightened hang out with your family for a week because your family is going to show you all your triggers all your shadows the things that need to be healed within you so hard because it really does certain people like especially your relationships your friendships your significant others we attract we attract the people in our lives that are going to show us the things that need to be healed Mm-hmm. Until we fully heal, we will continue to attract certain situations, certain people, certain relationships that are going to bring out our triggers and our shadows that need to be healed. And that's our family is number one, dude. Our family is number one to be those people. And that's yeah. how we see our shadow. That's how you know what your shadows are, your your triggers. Yeah. Um so it's going to show up as, you know, it'll show up as lim- limiting beliefs, envious, jealousy, acting out, <laughs> victim blaming, biasness, pre prejudices, prejudices, pre whatever. And then you're always going to be like okay, so for instance, let's just I'll just, you know, I don't want to be this vulnerable. I'm going to be this vulnerable. All right, for me it's being drunk. When I am drunk, I am not the same person as I am when I am sober. And I've known this for a very long time. Don't get me wrong. I've known this for a very long time. But have I been aware of it? No. I haven't been fully aware of my actions and the things I do until like recently. And it's not even about like being that drunk. It's about the fact that like even if I have a couple drinks, I... My triggers are very high. Like people annoy the shit out of me. I act out super quickly i say things that i don't mean i say i'd say and do things that i wouldn't do sober because i would have more calm and ease to myself but i remember back in the day i would always be like still to this day actually i'm not even gonna front myself i still be like oh yeah but that's not me that's just me when i'm drunk it's like no that is you you're still that person you're still that person you can't get away from the person that you are because it's still you. Yeah, maybe you're intoxicated and maybe more of your shadow came out at that portion. And, you know, maybe you're a little more triggered easily. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't you. You still did those things. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Absolutely. It is you. And the quicker you uh, begin to understand that, the, the better your life will be. Because you can make changes upon the things that you're aware of. And I feel that now I'm more aware than ever. And yeah, so we're going to work on that. But that's just what my life is. Anyway, back to what it, what it is, right? So things that bother us is an invitation to ask questions to ourselves. So definitely like what within them is triggering me within. Um, uh, so as we grow up, we tend to grow up feeling unworthy and not good enough to be our true selves. 
So with limiting the beliefs, the two root the two root understandings of both of those is actually uh, I am not worthy enough and I am not enough. So those so anything like okay so say for instance if like um, let me just give you a quick example. Okay, say I want to do something in modeling. Let's just say that right. And I go and I'm like, oh, but I don't want to sign up because I, I'm 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 too fat and people, you know, like I'm not I'm not fat. I'm I'm not skinny enough. And it's like, okay, but what is like that. <laughs> what is the what is the root of that one? And it's like, well, you know, I, I I'm not enough. That's what you're technically saying. So behind every limiting belief is really those two portions. So it's either I'm not enough or I, um, I'm not worthy enough. So really once you start to understand that too you can definitely grow from there but um those are the two main ones we grow up repurposing into our minds in order to create this person that we're actually not thus creating a life that's not inauthentic to who we are um and the ego is very good at at hiding these imperfections too so just be aware especially if uh Catherine explains this that some people think that they that they had a great childhood, right? And their parents was were awesome, but that doesn't mean that your needs weren't met at some point. So, say if you're crying in your crib when you're one years old and they just didn't pick you up because they were sleeping, that's still you feeling abandonment or feeling like you're not enough to be picked up, and like all these things are programmed from very young age, from like pretty much when you're born. So. Yep. You have things that need to be healed, I promise you. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner you can be the person and live the life that you are destined to live, that you are worthy to live. You are worthy of everything in this lifetime. And that's why you do this work, so that you can believe it within yourself. It's already true. That is an already true statement. You are already enough. You are already worthy. You are limitless potential and you can do everything that you want with your life but the sooner you begin to believe it within it's going to show without it's going to show in your outside world and that's just why we do that and it's not even just the shadow within there's a collective shadow too and that's like a whole nother segment (laughs) but like that's why we do this work too because then you can be an example for others as well exactly and then um i feel like that's mainly what we wanted to talk about on the shadow or if there's anything else that you wanted to talk on D. I just have this quote, what we reject, we project. So what we reject within, we project it without and people see it and maybe we don't see it, but it's definitely seen. Um, so anytime you're like, these are just small little notes, but anytime you're like, oh, I hate that about them. It's like, mm, what do you hate about that within yourself? <laughs> what do you love? But it also goes the other way too. What do you love about that person? Because you have that within you too. There's not just like, it's not all ugly, right? Like that's just the shadow. The shadow is dark and deep, but also it's about acceptance in those forms too. Like I love Danielle for how caring and nurturing she is. And it's like, oh, I have those qualities too. I'm just not accepting them yet. So the sooner we accept, the sooner we project. (laughs) I got to own all the good and the bad parts of ourselves because that's how we are whole. And when we're our authentic selves, we are whole. The good, the bad, what you know, even though that technically doesn't exist. There is no good and bad. It's just all who we are. And once we can accept that and accept it all, then that's that's when you're whole. And I, in terms of, like, how to do shadow work, it's different for everybody. And, man, I know journaling helps me a lot. 
doing mm-hmm. asking myself powerful questions, sitting with myself in silence whenever I do find certain things annoying. Um, like with the whole boy, whatever, with Daniel drinking, I had to really sit. And I actually referred to a coach in that situation. Um, coaches and courses and podcasts, those are very helpful in these. Um, if you can't make the investment into either a professional or a coach or something like that, then get online. And there's so much information there on how to get started at the very least. And I'm, if you're anything like Dakota and I, once you get started, it becomes way easier to want to invest in these things for you and want to move forward and do differently and move, grow. Yeah. From okay. grow from there. Like we started out very basic and we've grown from there. And don't there's no pressure to buy some fat course and get an expensive therapist. Yeah. Like just start small and just start realizing who you are and like the, your triggers and writing about them. And whenever someone triggers you, write it down. And then maybe go back with fresh eyes and be like, oh, okay, I see a little bit more and think about when maybe that happened to you in the past or maybe you were like that in the past or, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, whenever there's a lot of tools to, to like, release your emotions within your triggers, right? Um, because what triggers are pretty much they start as thoughts and then thoughts lead to emotions and then emotions are like triggers. So. You can, there's so many different techniques that you can do in order to release them, like emotional freedom technique. I've t- talked about this before. Just, just look it up. It's like a whole tapping technique. It's, yeah, it hear. works really well. I used it once when I had period cramps, and I know that sounds crazy, but like it really freaking helped. Yeah. You can do breath work. You can... Meditation. Yeah, you can do meditation. You can dance. You can hum. You can sing. You can do yoga. There's a lot of different things you can do. And whatever resonates for you in your whole entire journey, keep that in mind. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you, and then something else will. Just always be open-minded and ready to pivot if need be. Absolutely. I love that. I want to leave you with one question. Okay. One question that, um, if we don't run out of time here, okay. okay. I want to leave with one question that I thought was really uh, powerful, which is like, whenever you feel something and you want to understand, like, why do I feel that way? Maybe like, like ask yourself, like, okay, why do I feel upset about this? Like blank. And then be like, well, when did I decide that that was the truth? When did, who, like, who told me that? When did I decide that? Because it can be undecided now and relearned in a different way. So just kind of like, when did I decide this? Like, because if you think about it, it's probably when you were younger, someone showed you, someone told you. It's like, those are their truths, but it's not your truth. But, and you don't have to make it your truth. That's right. This isn't about, all this inner exploration isn't about becoming a new person. It's about unbecoming. All the things that you're not. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. It's just about unbecoming and unlearning and reprogramming all these outdated programs like a computer. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what we have for you today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really appreciated y'all's feedback whenever y'all let us know. We'd love to do more of these. If you have topics that you want to talk about, if is something questions from this episode, feel free to hit us up, reach out, let us know. We can't thank y'all enough for your support and constant love yeah absolutely i feel like half the time this is what keeps me motivated so i appreciate you guys so much we will too 
Yes. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch y'all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening and being part of this process. We are so grateful to have you guys alongside this journey with us. If you resonated with this episode, please share it on your platforms and tag us at Detox Your Habits. We would love to hear your insight and any downloads you received when listening today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review letting us know what you'd like to hear next.